Hey, you want a drink or something before we record? Um, yeah, can I just get like a Jack and Coke? Sorry, I can't hear you. It's really loud in here. Jack and Coke? Okay, um, let me see if I can get us a drink. You know what? Fuck it. Let's record. All right, everybody. We have Alyssa here, and she wanted to kind of tell her story about her friendship breakup. But first, Alyssa, hello. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Alyssa. (laughs) I am in Boise, Idaho. Been here for the past six years. Wrapping up my third year. Well, I mean, just started my third year of our master's program, Dallas. I know you're Also probably excited to finish that. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. I have a cat. His name's Norman. I love him. Yeah. And I have some, some things to share with you today. Okay. All right. (laughs) You know, a context is good for any story, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I'll, I can start from the beginning if that's. Definitely. I love context because then I get to analyze this entire thing. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's kind of a long story, but I'll do my best. So it was, that would have been summer of 2018. I moved in with two of my closest girlfriends. We were living in off-campus student housing. So there were three of us. We were looking for a fourth roommate and we were just striking out right and left like nothing was working out for us and then the three of us were in a sorority and we had like a Facebook page with all of our sorority sisters and one girl posted that her friend was moving from out of town and needed a place to live and so I saw it I sent it to the girls that I was living with and they were like oh that would be awesome like try and get as much information on this girl as you can. And so I reached out to the girl who had posted it and she was like, Oh my gosh, this girl's amazing. You're going to love her. You guys are going to get along so well, yada, yada, yada. So I got her number from the girl, reached out to her, said, Hey, we're looking for a fourth roommate. I don't know if you have any plans, but you know, we, we have a room kind of thing. And she was like, yeah, that would be amazing. Trying to think of a pseudonym to call her because I don't know if I'm bold enough to name drop. So I'll call her Sam. So I reach out to Sam and we, without even meeting, just hit it off. Like if it was, if it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. It was like fate that like I had found like my soul sister. It was crazy. We both grew up playing volleyball. We, both had like similar family history. We were born on the same day. So we bonded a lot before she even moved to town. And then we eventually met. My sister graduated from a college where, you know, she lived, she lived in the town. She lived in Seattle and my sister graduated from UW. So I went there for my sister's graduation and I ended up meeting Sam for the first time. And she came to a dinner with me and my family. And it was like, even my family was like, oh my gosh, this girl is you just in another body kind of thing. It was weird. Like how 
much we got along and how similarly our paths lined up. It was just kind of crazy. And then I went, Dallas, I think you know this, I worked at a summer camp in New York. So I went there and did that whole thing. Summer 2018, we come back to school, August 2018. And it was like living with her was great. And I can't even put into words how much of like a sister she felt to me just because, like I said, we were so similarly aligned in every aspect of our life. Like it was just crazy to find someone who was like, you know, like your office or like your twin, like, you know, I don't know. So we, we bought a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot over that first semester. So August and, you know, the rest of the semester. And then in December, I was on Tinder at the time and I met this guy, we'll call him Doug. I met Doug online and it was kind of the same thing. We got along super well. I had been going through it as a, as a single lady. So it was just kind of refreshing to meet this guy who was kind and smart. And I could tell he just kind of wanted to get to know me because if you know anything about Tinder, it's not always like that. So it was refreshing to meet him. And so he invited me over one night. He's like, come on over to my apartment. Like, if you want to bring a friend, that's totally fine. Like, I understand if you're not totally comfortable just coming over to my house and like, I'm a stranger to you, whatever. So I brought Sam with me and we went and watched, I don't even remember what movie it was. We watched a movie at his house and hit it off. So we talked for a little while. He eventually got to the point where he wanted to date me. And I promise this is important for later. I'm not just spewing you a conversation about a boy, but it's important for later. So he reached out to Sam, said, Hey, I really, really like Alyssa. I don't know like how to go about asking her to be my girlfriend. I know that you're like her closest friend. So what do you think kind of thing? Just like gauging her opinion on the whole thing. And I was not ready to date at that point. A lot of reasons behind that. I could talk about that on an entirely different episode, but that's not the focus. So I was just not ready to date. (laughs) And that's because I lived with Sam. And so she had come to me and like showed me what Doug was telling her. And I was like, oh my God, I started freaking out. I was like, I'm not ready today. I don't, I don't want that. Like I like him, but I, I just don't feel like I'm in a space where I can commit myself to a person and have a relationship right now. And so she kind of told him that same thing. And the three of us were close enough that it didn't really matter that that was the case. And we hung out after that point anyway. And like, I had a contacted Doug after he told Sam all of that and kind of explained everything to him. So it wasn't really weird. The three of us just had a super, super easygoing dynamic with each other. So I go home for Christmas break, come back. And in probably the middle of spring semester, so late February, early March, 
I start hearing from my friends, you know, kind of in the same social circle. It kind of seems like Doug and, and Sam like each other. Kind of seems like they, you know, are, are like into each other a little bit. And it was, it wasn't something that I had seen because I was so close to them. You know, I hadn't actually taken a step back to like see that, but after I think two or three of my friends told me that I kind of started to take a step back and look at the situation and notice that like they were always the ones kind of making plans and not including me. And I would just kind of like interject myself. So then I stopped doing that. I stopped kind of interjecting myself just to see what would happen. And they started hanging out a lot, like one-on-one, their dynamic, just like observing the two of them. Like if you didn't know them and you came to, I don't know, a party and saw them interacting, you would probably think that they were dating or that they liked each other or whatever. So I started seeing that and it kind of rubbed me the the wrong way just because the three of us were so close and Sam met Doug through me from like us kind of being a thing. So it was kind of bothering me a little bit, but like, I hate confrontation. So the, the one thing that I was not going to do was bring it up to them, you know, because that would, you know, be too easy. So I just kind of sat and like was observing everything and like letting everything get to me at the same time. Like maybe I didn't have, I don't know, like maybe that was selfish for me because I was dealing with a guy, a different guy who I really cared for. And he was just like, not kind of mentally sound at all. And so that was kind of taking a toll on me too. And so that was kind of taking a toll on me. And then I'm seeing them, the two of them like have this relationship and like, I was there, you know, seeing it happen, but it felt like sneaky and it felt like they were going behind my back like in some way and I just couldn't really put my finger on it so by the time I you know the semester's wrapping up and I just see this pattern happening more and more and more I eventually decided to confront Doug just by himself I was like hey do you have feelings for her like fine if you do kind of you know just wanting to get some sort of answer from him and he said no he said no I don't have any sort of feelings for her she's at the time she was seeing someone that she knew from like her hometown and so the three of us got dinner actually with my dad who was helping me move out of my apartment and we had like a really good time like kind of like a going away party because I was going to this is now summer 2019, I was going to camp and I wasn't going to see them. And so it was just kind of a thing that, you know, we went out, celebrated, said goodbye, whatever. I am hearing from my friends now that I've left, because I'm in California now. I went there a couple of weeks before I left for camp in New York. And most of my friends stayed for the summer in Boise. So I'm home now. And a lot of my friends are like, there is something going on between Sam and Doug it's undeniable. Something's happening. And in my brain, I was like, well, no, because Doug told me no. Like I confronted him. I did like my due diligence, whatever. He told me no. And we had had the relationship where I didn't have a reason not to trust him, but 
I remember I was texting Sam one day and she was telling me all about this like situationship with this guy from her hometown. And she was saying, oh, the the one thing that stood out to me is she said he doesn't really want to put a label on things because he's worried that I have feelings for Doug or that I'm eventually going to have feelings for Doug. So she brought that up to me in this conversation that we're having. And in my brain, I was like, great, this is the perfect opportunity. Ask her if it's true. So I said, well, do you have feelings for him? Is that like plausible? Is he totally off? She says, no, 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 no. Like we're best friends. Like there's nothing happening between us. I really care for this guy. And I just, I'm so confused. Not one week later, she posts on Instagram, her and Doug are in a relationship. Straight up dating. What? Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shook. Like the fucking audacity. Girl, that's That's awful. This is, we're just, we're we're at the tip of the iceberg right now. Makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so I, I see through Instagram that they're dating. This is after they had each individually told me that they didn't have feelings for each other. And the conversation with Sam and I happened, I'm not even kidding you, a week before she posted that she was in a relationship with him. And she told me, no, I don't have feelings for him. I don't know about you, but like, when I date someone, it's because I've like had feelings for them for like a while and I don't date them or like make them my boyfriend after one week of having feelings for them. But that was her side of the story. So I see that they are dating officially and I just kind of removed myself entirely because it hurt my feelings. And Like in my head, I, and maybe it's selfish of me to think this, but I thought they met through Doug and I kind of having a thing. It would have been nice to know in advance that this was going to happen. I don't know. And just the fact that the three of us were close, like it, to me, I was like, it would have made sense for them to share it with me and not just let me find out with the Just rest be honest when you flat out ask them. Some honesty, right? Some respect. Exactly. You know, logic, right? No, mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't the case. So I removed myself. I'm now in New York for the summer. And we were hi- I was hired to go on a trip that takes all these East Coast kids out West. And so we had flown into Denver and then over the course of four weeks had driven around the West coast. And I, that conversation with Sam happened at the end of May. And in July, we were driving on the, on the trip for the camp. We were driving from, I think Bakersfield to, or sorry, Vegas to Bakersfield. And so it was a really long, it was like an eight hour drive. And I just started thinking about the whole situation and It was really bothering me that I hadn't heard from Sam and we were so, like I said, so close. Like she was my soul sister. Like it was, we had joked that we were separated at birth. Like we were twins and we were separated. Like we were so close. 
talked every day. It was so it was weird to not have any contact with her for a month and a half, two months, super out of the ordinary, but she had never reached out to me. I had never reached out to her. I was feeling super hurt by everything that had happened with her and Doug. So on this eight hour trip, I decided that I was going to message her. And I actually went through my old laptop because all of our texts are still on my old laptop. I went through them on Friday and I messaged her. This is middle of July at this point. And I was like, hi, I have a quick question for you. And she's like, yeah, what's up? And I said, why didn't you ever tell me about you and Doug? And when I say that she went on to flip the entire situation on me, I mean, she tried to put everything on me. I said earlier that I was like dealing with some guy that I really cared about. He was a very like toxic person, like not someone that you would ever bring home to your parents or whatever. But for some reason, Dallas, I just like empathy. And like, I just was like, I can fix him. I can, I can, you know, I can be the person that does that. That was, oh, yeah. I was in with him. Yeah. And you know, it happens a lot with like counselors. It totally does. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, yeah, I, I can be that person to help him, you know, because you're, you have a lot of empathy, you know? Exactly. 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 And so that was where I was at with him, but I, it took a very, very, very big toll on me because it was so like personal. I don't know, but Sam tried to tell me that my situation with him made me a bitch. She said, you were being so mean and so cold to me. And I just didn't know what was going on. And da, 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 da. and I was like, well, you never asked. Like you never took the time to like check in or like really understand what was going on because there were some really like dark things that this kid was going through. And Sam was just like the happiest person, like probably never had any sort of run in with mental illness in her life. So for me, it was like, I'm just going to carry this with me and not really talk about it because I don't know. She's also the kind of person who would just be like, well, you know, he can like tell him to go for a walk or go for a run or, you know, just super illogical things that don't actually help a person. That's her kind of like logic. So she, even if I told her, wouldn't have understood the depth of everything that was going on with this kid. So me kind of dealing with it firsthand took a little bit of a toll on me. And she was saying the reason that she didn't tell me about her and Doug was because I was super cold to her and just was, you know, not being a good friend. And I was isolating myself and what have you. Like she was just kind of pulling out every excuse in the book. And I like, we just went in circles in that conversation, like trying to get her to see my point of view was like pulling teeth. And she 
just would not admit that she had feelings for him when I asked her because I brought that up to her. I was like, I asked you a week before you guys posted this on Instagram and you told me no. And she was saying, oh, in that week, like things were super confusing with the guy from back home. And then that day I had feelings for Doug. And then a week later or two weeks later or whatever, like we started dating and you found out what the rest of the world, like it's not anything that we hid from anybody, blah, 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 blah. Which is kind of bullshit, right? Because it's like, you don't date someone a week after having feelings for them, unless you're on like The Bachelor or some shit. Like that's the only situation that I've heard of that happening. She knew she was guilty. That's why she turned it on you. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. she like trying to make this situation with the guy who I had like a really strong emotional connection to. She was trying to like use that as like a, as like a basis for not telling me because I was- gaslighted you essentially. Oh, a thousand percent. And it almost Uh, seems like your guys' relationship, she love bombed you. Yeah. She made it like the perfect scenario, the the Uh perfect fit. Yeah. So this is all, this conversation is happening while I'm in the car driving with 13 kids. I'm in the front seat bawling my eyes out because I feel like a piece of shit human because she's- telling me that I was being a bitch and um so that made me feel like shit and oh my gosh I could read the texts but I we would probably be here for like three hours if I just read just that conversation because they are like super long but yeah she was saying like this situation with this guy just like made you a completely different person and like honestly it was a little pathetic of you like she she told me that I was being pathetic not like having any context to what had been going on or anything. And like (laughs) to put some things in perspective, like one night I was over at this guy's apartment and they were having a party and I had a drink and it was one drink. And I had been spiked previously um, after my senior year of high school, I was in the Bahamas and I had one drink and then like lost feeling in my legs. And I had that same feeling when I was like at this apartment and I messaged, we had a roommate group chat and there were four of us. And so I messaged it. And one of my girlfriends, she's still one of my really close friends. She was like, you know, calling me and, you know, making sure that I was conscious and was like, I'm going to come get you, you know, whatever. So they got the downstairs neighbors they came up to the apartment where I was and took me out and got me home. And Sam was in a different apartment in the building. And my girlfriend who had cut came and got me, she's like, she called her and she's like, Hey, like, this is what's going on with Liz. Not sure if you're checking your phone, but like, you might want to come home and like, you know, come check on her kind of thing. Cause we were so close. And Sam goes, Oh, do you really think so? It doesn't seem that bad. It doesn't seem like she's actually saying what's happening is happening sort of thing. So my girlfriend's like, no, like she's not doing well. Like you should probably come home. Sam's like, okay, I'll be right there. And she rolls in the front door half an hour later. So she's not really caring at this point. And so that happened toward the end of that spring semester. 
And so I didn't want to really like rely on her for any sort of like, you know, confidential information or whatever, because that situation being told that situation and hearing that she just was like kind of brushing it off. It didn't really occur to me to tell her everything that was going on with this guy because it didn't seem like she would really give a shit anyway. So yeah, so that was part of the conversation that we had in July while I was on the road trip. And she was like, well, it's just, you found out with everyone else. Like, I don't understand why you think that you should have found out sooner. Like you were the one that left Doug, like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, the only reason that you guys are dating is because you met Doug through me. And I'm not saying that I'm jealous or anything, but it's pretty evident at this point that you guys liked having feelings for each other. And like, it just would have been nice to know because I was, it was like the three freaking musketeers, like that kind of relationship. And they met through Doug and I kind of having a relationship. So like I said, I just feel like regardless of the situation, my bestie is going to know way before the internet knows what's my life. Yeah, exactly. It was like they were hiding it kind of, and then Mm. they couldn't hide it anymore, whatever. So conversation just kind of ends. We don't really talk after that. I come back to Boise in the fall. So this is fall 2019 now. And we agree to meet up and have a chat and just kind of like, air things out from both of our perspectives, which was nice to do because I think it finally gave her that context with everything that was happening and why this relationship with this guy was taking such a toll on me. Like I was finally able to sit her down and like, like tell her some things. And she convinced me that I burned bridges with people who were in our social circle, but like not part of this whole Doug, Sam, me thing. She'd convinced me that I had like burned bridges and that I needed to apologize to, she gave me a list of four people to apologize to. And like, I just like let her walk all over me. So I did it. And one of the people is actually one of my really close friends now. And I remember that conversation with her. She was like, I don't know why you're apologizing to me. Like I was not part of this at all. I appreciate it, but like, you don't really have anything to apologize to me for. And that was how the other people felt too. So it was just so weird. Like looking back, I'm like, holy, like, I don't know how she got me to like, think that I had caused problems with our entire friendship, like friend group through this whole relationship thing. But I, I mean, she did it. And I apologized to like four different people for this absurd, like I, <laughs> my apology to like all these people was like, if I ever did anything that like hurt you or like upset you, like, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's not ever what I wanted. I don't know. It was weird. She had like some control over me for me to like, think that I actually did something wrong. She created that bond from the beginning with you. She yeah. Made it. Yeah. What I kind of am picking up is that she essentially turned everything onto you, didn't take any accountability. And then because of the strength of your guys' bond and because you guys viewed each other as like sisters, right? She used that to manipulate you to believe that everything was your fault and you need to apologize to other people when it was her who was supposed to apologize, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. And something that my sister, biological sister, had kind of picked up on, even when, because we had met for my sister's graduation party the year prior, right? So she had met Sam. She was kind of saying that Sam just needed someone to provide a social ladder for her to like establish herself in a new city. And once she had that, it was like nothing else mattered. Kind of makes sense looking back on it um, after she had kind of, I mean, the timing, the timing kind of lines up after she had, you know, found a solid group of people, found a job, found a fucking boy. It was like, that was when her relationship kind of maybe took a backseat. So that was really interesting to hear from my sister. And I heard it from one of my girlfriends just this past year, because we'll get there. A lot of shit happened with that. So we kind of make up weird. Like the dynamic is just super off. Um, And I had been reassessing the entire situation. And instead of like tricking myself into thinking that it was okay, I was kind of taking a step back and was like, actually, no, I'm not okay with this. Like, I'm not okay with being walked on. I'm not okay with being lied to, blah, 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 blah. Because I was still, so there were four of us in that apartment. Myself and my two girlfriends, Jordan and Kelly, moved into a house together and Sam kind of went and did her own thing. And so I got back and I was talking to my girlfriend, Kelly, about it. And she said, oh my God, I wanted to tell you this when you got back. I had lunch with Doug and Sam over the summer and they both admit to lying to you about when I asked them if they had feelings. She said, Doug specifically said, oh yeah, when Liz asked me if I had feelings for Sam, I said no, but that was like, I, I lied to her face. Admit that to Kelly, who is my roommate. And then, so I had had you know, kind of like confirmation that, okay, this is actually something that I'm not okay with. Confirmation that they lied to my face intentionally. So I was just kind of like done with it. And we, I was still in a sorority. So it was my senior year at the time. And we had had a sorority event or I think it was like a retreat or something. So we went to McCall for a couple of days. And so myself and Sam were in the same sorority. Like she ended up joining the same sorority. And I, that was kind of around the time where I was realizing that I wasn't okay with everything that was happening. And so I just kind of distanced myself from her specifically like on that retreat, we were driving back and she had texted me, but I was driving. And so I didn't like, I had a car full, full of girls and I was like, holy shit, uh, this girl just messaged me and is saying all these things. So I didn't respond to it right away, but she was like, Hey, I just felt like over the weekend you were being kind of cold and distant to me. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that I did that pissed you off or whatever. And I told her, I was like, honestly, like everything that happened over the summer, I'm just not okay with, I'm not okay with you walking all over me. I'm not okay with the fact that you guys lied. I'm not okay with X, Y, and Z. Again, she tries to turn it on me and like sends me a fucking novel of a text message. And is like, I just don't think that it's okay for you to say that we're lying. Like these lies that you're 
saying that we did are just not true. And you are being so cold and you like you, 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 and just pinning it on me. And I was like, I'm just not, I'm not down with this anymore. So we kind of stopped talking and this is November, I want to say 2019. And my friends, like in my kind of like social circle had kind of realized that she wasn't a person that they wanted to be around way back before like she and Doug had ever started dating. Like she just is not a considerate person, not a considerate roommate, not, I don't know. So they were all kind of done with her in that regard. And then everything happened with myself and Sam and they had kind of started telling me like, she just gives off bad vibes, bad vibes. So we, like I said, kind of fell out, didn't really talk that much. And she, after graduation, because I graduated May of 2020, she, because she transferred, took an, an extra semester. So she graduated December 2020. My girlfriend, Kayleen, was dating a guy, we'll call him Brad, the name protect here my girl and I got permission from her to share this I said if it comes up can I share it she said yes so I have consent she was dating Brad and Brad Sam and Doug were all very close Kayleen was dating Brad Doug was dating Sam that's important for the story so apparently when she graduated in December, 2020, because she had gone home for COVID and everything. She was gone. She didn't live in Boise anymore. She came back this, I still just like, can't wrap my head around this. She and Sam and Brad and Doug all go out to a bar together. And then they all go back to Sam and Doug lived together at the time. They, the three of them went back to her house, to their house. Doug is like, I feel like I need to take a shower. I just feel gross, whatever. And apparently he comes out and Brad and Sam are making out on the couch. So this is, we have Brad and Kayleen who are a couple. We have Doug and Sam who are a couple. Shit doesn't add up there. Like that, that, yeah. So, um. Yeah, no. Doesn't, the math isn't mathing right now. Um. (laughs) now so yeah so brad and kayleen like their relationship was kind of on the rocks because brad i guess doesn't believe in marriage doesn't know if that's what he wants and kayleen is like i i do want to get married so they were kind of having that conversation at the same time never ever ever said we're on a break we're breaking up we're not together right now nothing sam and doug fully together not not broken up so Doug walks in, sees them kissing on the couch and Sam had kind of burnt her bridges with like the rest of our friend group. So she like Kayleen and Sam also used to be friends. They were roommates even the year that our senior year. And so Kayleen doesn't really have all that much of a relationship with Sam and Doug at this point, but Brad who is Doug's best friend, mind you, anytime Sam would come back to town, would drop everything and just like not talk to Kayleen, not text Kayleen. Like he would go radio silent for like the entire time that 
Sam would come into town. How so long that- have they been doing that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like none of us really know how long this is going on, and I I was the one who found out this information because so that happened in December of 2020. Fast forward to May 2021. I'm living with Kayleen and another good friend, Hannah. Hannah works at a hotel with a girl who's like from a different kind of like social circle, but is still friends with like Doug and Brad and Sam. And I guess one day Brad came to where they worked and told this girl everything that had happened. This girl coming to Hannah, my roommate, is just like kind of telling her, not like in confidence, but just like, oh my gosh, like my friend group is falling apart right now. Like this is everything that's happening not knowing that she lives with uh, Brad's girlfriend. So Hannah finds out all of this and comes to me because I had like a much closer relationship with Kayleen than Hannah did. Like they were just kind of like starting to be friends, just moved in together. Like this was, I think a week of us living together that I found out that all this happened. So Hannah comes and tells me everything that's, happened and I want to say that Kayleen and Brad did break up like two weeks before I found out all of this information however Brad's reasoning for breaking up was the fact that he didn't believe in marriage and he didn't want to promise something to Kayleen that he couldn't give to her that was the basis for breaking up Kayleen has no idea about everything that happened with Sam and Brad no idea so she goes to Arizona to visit one of her friends and that's when Hannah came home from work and said, this is everything that I just heard. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but it kind of seems like this is something that like needs to be addressed. Like, obviously we're not going to leave Kayleen in the dark. She deserves to know this kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, like I, I'll tell her as soon as she gets back from Arizona and we'll just kind of like see what happens. And so I It was like the most nerve wracking thing of my life, like sitting down to tell her this information because Sam, like I said, had already burned her bridge with me, burned her bridge with Kayleen, burned her bridge with kind of everyone in our social. So none of us are really fans of Sam right now to begin with. And so I sit her down and I tell her everything and she just had the most composed like reaction to it. And she was, I'm just going to come around and I'm just going to confront him and I'm going to see what, what happens. So he comes over and I am upstairs. They're downstairs in the kitchen having this conversation. And I'm like at the top of the stairs, like trying to listen to everything that they're saying. And he, she's kind of saying, do you have anything that you want to share? Do you have anything that you like want to tell me and get off your chest? He says, no. She's like, okay, this is what I heard. And I, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but like, if there is any sort of like information that you need to tell me about it, like you need to tell me right now. He's like, no, 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 no. Like we're just friends. Obviously. Like I would never do that to Doug. I would never do that to you. Blah, 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 blah. So he denies it. So at this point, Doug, actually, I ran into him, I think at the store and then we just kind of like started like our, I don't know, it was a really weird time. Our friend groups kind of like started merging, like, because at this point, like I've kind of lived my own life. He's kind of lived his own life. And 
we had a mutual friend and we all ended up kind of at the same place. And so we had had kind of like conversation. He did apologize to me for like lying and everything, which is good. So hearing Brad deny all this, I was like, huh, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the bottom of this thing myself. So I messaged Doug. I'm like, Hey, you want to go get lunch? And like fully having every intention of getting the truth out of him. Don't know if that like reflects poorly on me as a person, but like I, in my head, I'm like, I need to figure this out like for, for Kayleen, because if Brad is lying to her, we need to catch him in his goddamn lie. And like everything had kind of gone south with Sam. So I'm like, knowing the kind of person that she is, I wouldn't put it past her to do this. So I need to figure out what's going on. So I'm like, Doug, let's go get lunch. Let's reconnect. Yada, yada, yada. I went to lunch with Doug after Brad had come over, talked to Kayleen and he had denied everything. Kayleen had come up and and said, no, he says nothing happened. And like, I don't have a reason not to believe him in my gut. I was like, something's not right. And so in that moment, when she told me that Brad had denied everything is when I messaged Doug. And so I don't know, that conversation happened on a Saturday and I was like, Hey Doug, on Tuesday, let's go get lunch. So I meet up with Doug and he's just like, we're catching up about our lives. Like he had just gotten back from a vacation He was like, oh, it was so nice to get away from all of this Sam and Brad bullshit. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Tell me, tell, like, I'm curious, like, what's going on? I have no idea. Knowing full well that something is fucking going on. So did a little bit of sleuthing, not gonna lie. He says, because what Hannah had come to me and told me was that they hooked up and hooked up, I think is a very broad term. It could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so when I went to lunch with Doug, he was the one that provided details of, he went to go shower, he came back out and Brad and Sam were making out on the couch and full steamy, passionate, whatever. So that is when I had the context of what the hooking up like meant. And so I went home feeling kind of proud of it. Like I was like, dude, my detective skills are killing it because I knew that something was wrong this whole fucking time. So I go home, I tell Kayleen and she is like, hell no, this is not going to fucking fly with me. She tells Brad to come over. They, I'm not even shitting you, are outside of our house having a conversation for three hours, three hours. And he eventually admits to it like admits to kissing Sam while he was dating her and like, oh my God. But like at the beginning beginning of that conversation, Kayleen had like laid into him and he was still denying it. And she was like, you tell me the goddamn truth right now. Or I don't know what she said. She's like, you tell me the goddamn truth right now. And he did. And then, yeah, she just kind of like hit the fan in that moment for like all of us, because this was like a year of... Sam and I not like I was kind of the last one to like cut ties with Sam because everyone else had kind of done it before that so I was the last one to do that and this is happening now a year after all of that's happened and so we're like holy shit like this is just some crazy information like crazy piece of information that that's been stirring for five months because like I said that happened in December they kissed in December he was still dating her 
for another five months. It was crazy. And like Sam had come to visit, I think July of 2021. So this is right before we found out everything. And Kayleen and Brad are dating. Sam and Doug are still dating. And they were all in a bar together. And Kayleen, kind of in the same situation that I was, was like gaslit into thinking that she needed to apologize for something. So she told Sam like, hey, I'm sorry that you had this falling out with everybody. Like, I'm sorry if I had any part in that. Like, yada, 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 yada. Sam's like, oh my gosh, that means so much coming from you. Like, thank you so much for saying that. Knowing damn well that she had already kissed her boyfriend. So a whole thing. And Kayleen was fuming as she should. And that was 2021. And then Kayleen, Doug, and I actually kind of started being friends. Like after we had all kind of found out that like we were just kind of like reconnecting and like, this is like super fucked up of this girl to do. Like she is just kind of setting fires everywhere that she goes and just fucking burning down all these bridges. So we were able to kind of reconnect and bond over that. They broke up. Sam and Doug broke up. So we were able to, to reconnect over all of that kind of thing. And Doug eventually, you know, meets somebody else, really likes her, you know, posts her on Instagram, whatever. Sam, who can never be wrong, who can never be, you know, anything but the victim, is like still messaging Doug while he's like in this kind of like committed relationship with this girl. And she sends him a fucking 10 minute voice memo not a voicemail a voice memo just kind of saying like, hey, I, th- I feel like things have been like weird between us like you're being cold to me like you're not really giving me any attention like this is that like super fucking weird because like they have not been in communication for x amount of months and he's and she's like oh, I see that you have a new best friend, like talking about this girl and super happy for you. Just like wondering what I did to like make you mad at me kind of thing. And he sent the voice memo to me and we were both like, we were like, what the fuck is this girl? Like, why does she still think that she has a place in our lives kind of thing? Just super fucking weird. Like, it's like, she's trying to hold on to anything that she can to like, be able to come back here because she still lives out of state like she still lives at home so it's like she's trying to grip onto everything that's anything and everything that she can to like keep herself coming back here and that was probably end of last year maybe beginning of this year but yeah and then it's my 24th birthday I'm sitting at home just with my small little group of friends and you know, it's the end of the night. I'd got my birthday wishes. I was like, this is a great day. I'm with my friends and you know, all the people who matter to me told me happy birthday. I'm happy kind of thing. So it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm sitting at home with my friends. We're playing some drinking game. I'm sure my phone lights up and I check it. Sam's name is on my screen. And I'm like, what the fuck does she want? I open my phone. It says happy 24th twin with a kissy face because we had the same birthday. I look at it and I'm like, all my friends are still like playing this game. I'm like, 
can we push pause for just one second? And I'm like, look at who fucking just texted me. Happy 24. This is like now a year and a half after we had stopped talking. And she's texting me, happy 24th twin with a kissy face. I'm like, this girl, but I don't know. Still to this day, I really wonder if she doesn't understand the impact of everything that she did to everybody, like, you know, to whoever. Because it's like, we haven't talked in a year and a half. You know that I am not your biggest fan. Like, we've had a falling out. We've had a couple of falling outs at this point. Why on earth would you think that it would be okay to just drop that in my inbox? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it I it feel was like people who have the audacity to gaslight and like turn now everything's not their problem, right? They're yeah. always the ones that are like send you that random message and you're like, oh, what just trying to make it all go away. Like never confront what's actually wrong. Yeah. But be like like hey bestie and it's like wait what yeah it's Mm -hmm. just it was so weird and like that was almost six months ago and I'm still like I'm still shook because I'm like how do you not see that you've caused so much harm to people and not take accountability for it not ever address it not ever apologize for it and still think that you have a place in people's lives totally and it makes you wonder like do they like do they really not understand or they ju- do they genuinely not care? Which one is it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I've been there too, Alyssa. Like my mom literally text messaged me after I cut her off, mm-hmm. like maybe a year and a half before that. And I we were in class. I don't know if you remember, like it was my birthday. We were in class. She text messaged me and I'm like, I can't focus anymore. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And it's, it's exactly what you're talking about. Like you can't grasp whether or not they just don't care or they just have no sense of what's going on whatsoever. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I really don't think that she will ever, like, I don't think she will ever take accountability for it. Because I don't think that she can put herself in her own shit. Like, she can't see. She lacks empathy, and it's mind-blowing to you because you are so empathetic. Right. And it's, like, it's, a, it's, it's so just crazy to me to, like, think about how close we were and to think about everything that's happened, like, now. Because it's, like, everything that she's done, like, I couldn't imagine doing to another person. But it's, like... Even if, if I had done that, I feel like I'm the type of person that would apologize. I apologize for nothing to four different people, right? Like, because you're manipulated to do so by someone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if I was in her position, I, I would take accountability for my actions. And to this day, she hasn't. And like, there are some times when my intrusive thoughts are like, message her, call her out for all the bullshit. I found out last night she'll be here in November. Maybe I'll see her. Maybe I won't. I don't fucking know. But, um, and I think it's like this hard balance of like wanting closure and like wanting to send those messages and making her realize. And then also coming to peace with like, 
everybody's not like me and I just yeah. gotta move away like move forward yeah. and like keep my peace and not even mess but it's so hard wait because for a long time after we had kind of remedied the situation I was like telling myself we can get back to where we were we can be the kind of friends that we were because I care so much about my friends like I don't have a very good like extended like my parents I love my parents I love my sister beyond that my family is fucked up so like I really find support in my friends and I place a very high value on my friendships so it took a long time for me to actually be able to take a step back and be like I loved this person but I recognize that they hurt me and it's totally like she love bombed you and you're almost in this toxic it's very similar like toxic relationship yeah like it was like it was so hard for me to like wrap my brain around the fact that I cared for someone so much and like I thought that she cared for me the same way and then it just it was exactly like my sister said like as soon as she climbed her social ladder as soon as she had someone that provided that for her she didn't get she didn't care yeah it's like the homeless man syndrome like when a guy has nowhere to go he'll be the perfect man and then the girl lets him into their life and gives them a place to stay and then their true colors slowly start again it's almost like how almost exactly what happened to you is she needed a place to stay somewhere to be so she showed you this beautiful person and then her real colors started to really show Yeah. So it was really hard for like a while to kind of accept everything and like reassure myself that I wasn't okay with everything that she had done and like said to me. And then, you know, everything happened with Kayleen and Brad and Doug and it was like, holy shit. Like I, I don't know who she's even coming to see when she comes in two months because I genuinely don't know who she hasn't burned a bridge with. She's just that person. Like I said, she lights fires everywhere she goes. So I'm, I'm genuinely like, would love to know who she's. Like. She's also, it also seems like she's delusional though. So she might walk into a room that she already lit on fire and be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. What's wrong? Like one of the times that she was visiting, I don't even remember when it was, we ran into her at a bar and it was after I had like tried to confront her about everything and like tell her that I wasn't okay with everything. And she just like, she just couldn't like get to the point where she was like, I'm sorry. Like I messed up. I know that like, it was just, well, but I, but I like, you know, just giving it every excuse that she could like pull out of her ass as to, you know, make up for her actions. But I was like, dude, like even now, like I'm still just flabbergasted by the whole thing. I'm like, how do you not see that you've hurt so many people and like not ever apologize for it? I, I like, I just, I don't understand that. I, it's something that my brain can't like space to me is a very abstract concept and I don't understand it and I never will. So is this situation. Like I will never understand the situation. I will never, ever, ever be able to wrap my head around everything that happened. Because I just don't understand how someone could. I think that's one of the hardest lessons I've personally had to learn. It's just like, not everybody has empathy. Not everybody has the emotional capabilities to like do so with others. And you just have to like be okay with it. And I know that it doesn't explain it, but that's the only way to explain it. Yeah. Well, like, and not only that, but Alyssa, you're just like the sweetest, most caring 
person and for you to go through that and being the sweet, empathetic person that you are, it is unfathomable to you, also me, that this person doesn't apologize for anything whatsoever, doesn't take accountability, doesn't even acknowledge the harm. Yeah. And I think that for, a, for people like us, you know, like who are helpers, counselors, like it bleeds into our life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where we're like, just apologize, take some accountability. But if someone doesn't do that, then you're like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Off the entire, (laughs) just goes off everything. Yeah. So yeah. And plus like at the same time, what I found is that people who don't apologize or like skirt around it will likely never see your perspective or even Mm -hmm. like blame you. They will never see your perspective and it's probably better for you to just write them anyways. But in like, yeah, exactly. And like, it, like, it took me a long time to get to the point of understanding that she won't even, you know, put in the effort to see where I was coming from. So, and that was like a, just like you said, like a, a hard thing for me to grasp and to like wrap my head around. Because for us, it's like, we do that every single day so for someone who I was so aligned with and like our lives were just parallel and we felt like the same person it was just so weird to like see all these things happen and have her be actually the complete opposite of like who I am it was just weird do you guys watch new girl I can't yes yes it's it's like the episode when Schmidt was like Jess, what do you do? Just go around thinking about other people all day and how they're feeling. And she's like, yes. And he's like, how do you get anything done? Like, yes, that's <laughs> what we're doing. That's, yeah. Me in the nutshell. Yeah. I'm always thinking yeah. about other people. So yeah. I just don't know how somebody can move through life, like feeling okay with everything, like everything that she, like feeling, like being at peace with herself. I'm like, how do you do that? Because <laughs> just like, the most insane amount of guilt or anxiety about stepping on someone else's toe. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know how she. So here's an alternative perspective. What if, and I, I think I'm going to kind of put it from my perspective because it is pretty similar, but what if you were kind of raised in an environment where you were taught that you had to do that and you had to feel for other like you had to make space within yourself for other people. And Mm -hmm. when people don't do that, like they set fires in order to feel the warmth of that fire kind of a thing. Like it just, it's unfathomable because you already gave up a lot of yourself to them. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It'll be interesting. She is the kind of person that I would like the one time she's in town, you know, it's just like that situation where it's like, I would run into her. So now it's like this, like, I don't know when she's coming in November, but I know that she's coming in November. And like, now that's like looming in the back of my mind. So who knows the intrusive thoughts though? Let me tell you, they, they they suck. They tell me to get to the bottom of things and I should not ever try to explore, you know? So I, I call my intrusive thoughts, the petty bitch, because most of the time it is 
something along those lines where I'm like trying to figure it out, try to get justice kind of a thing. And I'm like, Hmm, the petty bitch really wants me to send that text message lately. (laughs) That's so true. Because it's like the one thing that I like have always wanted to ask her is like, do you not understand what you've done? Like, honestly, do you not understand everything that you've put people through? She would probably respond. And at the end of the conversation, you would leave feeling like you did something wrong. Oh, a thousand percent, because that's what she does. That is a hundred percent what she does. It's like any situation where there's room for error on her end, she'll find a way to flip it. Just who she is. Yep. Uh, But thank you, Alyssa, for sharing your story. It like so many, so many topsy-turvy things happening. And yeah. I think for a lot of us, we talk about like these friendship breakups, you know, kind of after they happen, you don't have a lot of knowing what's going on, but it seems like you were pretty investigative and you figured out exactly what was happening. So, (laughs) and thank you for sharing. I know it's not always easy to do put yourself out there, but thank you. Yeah, of course. Maybe you even found some clarity today. Well, and it's like, and I have comfort in the fact that like, I'm still friends with all the people that, you know, she set fires underneath. So it's like, I have comfort in knowing that like, I don't know if it's like weird to say this, but like that I wasn't the only one that was affected by it because like she did affect so many other people. So weird. You found validation. I'm not the common denominator in that situation, you know? Yeah, exactly. Friends with pretty much everybody from that time in my life so I find comfort in that (laughs) yeah you found the group of individuals yes thank you I appreciate it yeah thank you guys for having me on Sunday morning thanks for listening guys join us next week as we bring on a guest to talk about her own struggles with mental health and so much more it's such a great episode I'm so excited for you guys to hear it you can find chaos and cuss words on our socials. On Instagram, we are chaos dot and dot cuss words. And on TikTok, we are chaos and cuss words podcast. Email us your stories at chaos and cuss words podcast at gmail.com. And you'll be able to tell your story on air with us. Or we can also read your anonymous stories. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate every single one of you for listening. Be the chaotic good that you want to see in the world. Bye.